Hey guys, it's Michelle. And Brandy. And this is Spooky Shit and Tales from the Beyond. So this week we are going to be talking about haunted mansions. Brandy's going to be starting it off. And I'm going to talk about the Lamp Mansion. And I'm going to be talking about the Winchester Mystery House. So, Brandy, why don't you go ahead and take it off? Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, gay. <laughs> gay. I hope I'm pronouncing their name right. It's German. Limp. Limp. I like saying limp because it sounds like limp dick. <laughs> <laughs> limp. Anyways. A man named John Adam Limp immigrated from... I'm sorry, I'm gonna butcher this. Germany. You you switch Germany. <laughs> I I'm just gonna say Eschwig. Eschwig? I don't know how they pronounce wow. things in German. Know. You know, we lost our uh, German translator when <laughs> we Leah decided to be a fucking quitter, so <laughs> <laughs> So he migrated from Germany to Saint Louis, Missouri in eighteen thirty eight. I had a fifth grade teacher from there, she called it Missouri. M- what? Missouri. Interesting. Apparently, that's how the Missourians say it. Interesting. Miss Lackey, if you're listening right now, (laughs) shoot us an email. John Adam Limp originally sought his fortune as a grocer, but his store was actually pretty unique for he was able to supply an item sold by none of his competitors, which was Lager? Lager? Lager beer? Lager. Yeah, I'm just going to go with that. In case you non-drinkers don't know what it that is, I'll tell you. I don't know exactly what it is, so please. I didn't know either. <laughs> so, Lager is a type of beer conditioned at a low temperature. Lagers can be pale, amber, or dark, but pale Lager is the most widely consumed and commercially available style of beer. Um, some examples that are most popular in America would be Bud Light, Coors Light, Budweiser, and Miller Light. And he was the only one selling the shit? <laughs> well, at the time, like, yeah. I guess it was I a guess hot at, commodity at, back then. At his store in that area. What like year was, was this again? 1838. Oh, okay. That was a little bit ago. <laughs> a little. Just a tiny little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Lamp had learned the art of brewing under his father back in Germany, and the natural cave system under St. Louis provided the perfect temp- temperature for aging beer. So weird to imagine a man in, a German man in the eight, 1800s like hanging out in a cave making his beer. Well, I guess like caves were a pretty big thing in St. Louis. Oh, so I did like not a, know that. <laughs> it's like a huge ass like system. That's and strange. I could kind of read. What a it. random fact. Very. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. Odd flex, but okay. <laughs> John Adams soon realized brewing Jaeger. 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 <laughs> No, I think it's Lager. We're both American here. We don't know these German words. He soon realized brewing beer was where it's at. So in 1840, (laughs) he abandoned the grocery business to build a brewery at 112 South 2nd Street. Smart. The brewery was a hit and John Adam Lemp died a millionaire. Fuck. (laughs) You know, millionaires back then were like extreme millionaires today. Is his a brand that we know? No. Okay. You're gonna be like, he was actually the founder of Bud Light. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) William J. Lamp, 
succeeded his father as the head of the brewery, and soon he built it into an in in dis into wow industrial giant. And soon he built it into an industrial giant. I did it. Did. You just ruined the recording by saying it. Now I don't have to keep both in order to make sense. <laughs> Damn it. It's okay. In 1864, a new plant was built on Cherokee Street and Cardinalets Avenue. Holy moly. Also, Cherokee? Did I say that one? You said Cherokee. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say churro, so I was like, "Oh, like the dessert." Oh. And you're like, then you're like, "Key." And I was like, "Cher." You know, it's funny. I had a cheap Cherokee too, so I should know hey. how to say it. Uh, you could keep that in there. Cherokee. Cherokee. <laughs> maybe I'm a churro. Cheerio. Um, the size of the brewery grew with the demand for its product, and it soon covered five city blocks. Oh, fuck. So they were, like, growing real fast. Holy shit. By 1870, Lemp was by far the largest brewery in St. Louis, and the Lemp family symbolized the city's wealth and power. Lemp beer controlled the lion's share of the St. Louis market, a position it held until Prohibition. Oh, fuck. Ooh, Prohibition must have fucked him up. Yeah, it did. <laughs> in 1892, the brewery was incorporated as the William J. Lemp Brewing Company. Creative name. <laughs> yeah, just named it after himself. Yeah. Um, in, in... Blah, blah, blah. Whoa, really? Yeah. Fascinating. It's <laughs> amazing. The end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> In 1897, two of the brewing industry's titans toasted each other when William Lemp's daughter Hilda married Gustav Pabst of the noted Milwaukee brewing family. The brewery is just marrying off their children to each other. Because I love the name Gustav. <laughs> Gustav. Love it. Love that shit. <laughs> the Lemp mansion was built in the early 1860s. And I found this really like interesting fun okay. fact that it was built by his father-in-law Jacob Fierkert. Sounds legit. Yep. <laughs> um, and it was purchased by William J. Lemp as a residence and auxiliary brewery office. What uh, is auxiliary brewing mean? It's basically like a really fancy brewery oh. office. Fancy, fancy. Fancy. It was, it was huge. Several blocks, right? I oh, know it was just the building. Never mind. I'll cut this out. <laughs> like, he had his mansion, like, like on the same street of his business, which oh, was five, really? five uh, blocks. So he could just walk into the Basically. factory? Yes. I think I mentioned it later, but there's actually tunnels that connected... Like, God. the mansion to the actual, like, Why? warehouse. Why? What's with the tunnels? <laughs> Every rich person has to have a tunnel. <laughs> I don't know. They're too lazy to go outside, I guess. Apparently. <laughs> it was a rainy day. <laughs> Although it was already an impressive structure, Lemp used it as his massive brewery fortune. Fortune? Fortune? <laughs> Same. <laughs> He used his money to turn the 33-room house into a Victorian show place. 
Whoa. 33 rooms. 33 rooms. That's fairly big, I guess. Mine's 160, so. <laughs> Damn. No, yeah, I didn't realize how big mine was, so I started reading on it. That's, that's but I crazy. guess compared to my quaint apartment, three rooms that's is quite a bit. One bedroom. <laughs> and then we have like technically three rooms, I guess. <laughs> Living space, bedroom, kitchen. Yeah. There's no walls. It's an open plan, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. A radiator system was installed in 1884, just five years after radiant heat was patented. So Ooh. he was rich, rich. He yeah, was I was like, like they got that new, new that. shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, the grand staircase was removed to accommodate an open airlift that ran the gamma gamuts of the house. Is an airlift like an elevator? Yeah. Okay. I was um, like, I don't know if this is more beer talk because I noticed everything <laughs> beer related you say because I don't drink. I'm like, yeah, for sure. I also keep calling the brewery a factory, so I clearly don't know what's happening. <laughs> Do you know what gamut is? No. Me either. Oh, thank God. And I didn't really understand too well, but basically it had something to do with music. It kept saying like the oh. range of something, ranges. I didn't really understand the That's definition. Weird. I thought it was a beer thing. Oh. I was mistaken. I'm guessing it was, I don't know, it was weird. The decorative iron gates in the basement restaurant are all that remain of the elevator. Basement restaurant? Yeah. That's, that's very fucking now. cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> in 1904, the house was completely renovated. To the left of the main entrance is the former brewery office. The decorative mantle is Italian marble. That's fancy. That is fancy, fancy. Are you I'm, looking it up? I'm looking it up to see pictures while you talk, because I'm imagining it all in my head and I want to see. It's oh, that's a, that's a big boy house. It is. It actually looks very nice. It does. That's pretty. Okay. Respect. <laughs> this is probably the restaurant. That's what it is That's now, yeah. Okay. Um, to the right is the parlor, which it's hand-painted ceiling and intricately carved mantles of African monogamy. Mahogany? No, I don't know. Oh, I might not. Mahogany. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I know this word. <laughs> Mahogany? Well, shit. I need to go back to school. Jesus. I actually, Loki, I think it's because I play RuneScape so much, and I was like, like mahogany logs whenever you cut down the trees, Brandy. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Duh. <laughs> um, behind the parlor is an atrium where the lamps kept exotic plants and birds. Oh, my gosh. None of this stuff is in the pictures. I'm very disappointed. This sounds, <laughs> this sounds like cool as shit. There's no pictures cool of these. Shit. Well, this was back in 18... 18- Draw a picture Something. at least, fuck. Draw, okay, <laughs> let me just whip out my pencil. Yeah. The main bathroom is dominated by a unique glass-enclosed freestanding shower. That's pretty fucking cool. Bro. <laughs> so he discovered this in an Italian hotel and brought it back to St. Louis for his personal use. Like the same exact one or the idea? Or like the idea. Okay, so I was like, like if it's the same room. exact one, that'd be fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, it might have been. He's like, yo, I'll give you guys a mill. <laughs> Sold. Other unusual fixtures in the room are a barber chair and a sink with glass legs. Oh my god. Pretty unique. Is this it? Yeah, it's literally just a shower in the middle of the room. What the fuck? That's very cool, though. 
I didn't even know they had showers. No, I did actually. Never mind. There was a shower in my story. That sounds so significant. There's a shower in my story, wow, everyone. Really? Just wait. In a bathroom? Yeah, we get a little crazy. <laughs> At the rear of the house are three massive vaults that the lamps built to store great quantities of art pro- objects, not projects. <laughs> They're crafts. <laughs> the crafts are the crafty. <laughs> Each wall is 15 feet wide, 25 feet deep, and 13 feet high. How much shit do they have to store in these? They had a shit ton of shit. It's like, bro, you already got a mansion, just sell the extra stuff. <laughs> what the fuck? I guess. Well, I guess there were huge art collectors and they could oh. not display everything, so they would like lock it up because it was expensive bro, shit. Imagine spending that much money on art and not even putting it on display. You're like, just put I it would, in storage. Like, rotate them at least. Yeah. Which they probably did, but. Hopefully. Otherwise, damn boy, all that money for nothing. <laughs> So the bedrooms were on the second floor. The main bathroom was a white granite shower stall and a marble and a marble and a cast iron mantle. <laughs> That's literally what I wrote. That kind of seems more like the one I saw then. No, I don't know. I'm I've only seen one picture of a bathroom. Everyone, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out which bathroom we're at. <laughs> the servants' quarters were located on the third floor, which both setter walk-in closets a skylight and an obs- observation deck oh my gosh nice it's fancy 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 <laughs> so the mansion does not have a ballroom in the traditional sense because <laughs> losers <laughs> well because the limps took up the space to build an auditorium a like a small ballroom and a swimming pool oh i guess yeah. not that much of a losers then <laughs> they built it in a natural underground ground cavern that could be reached from a now sealed tunnel in the basement oh my god mm-hmm. <gasps> and then i mentioned it earlier that they had a tunnel leading from the house to the brewery holy shit that's crazy the wine and beer cellars laundry and the kitchen were located in the basement which that's i thought was creepy like, yeah i that- thought that was weird Maybe they weren't creeped out by basements back then, but we know better now. <laughs> you don't put, especially laundry, doing laundry late at night alone in the basement. It's but at least the kitchen city. is there, so you can get, get a little <laughs> snack while you're dying. <laughs> oh, that's funny. A little murder snack, real quick. <laughs> the huge quitchin. Quitchin. I mean, did you hear that, Robert? Yeah. The huge quitchin. <laughs> Oh, did you hear Brandy try to pronounce mahogany? Oh, that was mahogany? The Magon... Maganly. And I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to be able to pronounce that. I looked and I was like, mahogany. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Is it... Yeah. Don't roast me. Anyways, the huge kitchen. Is it right? That once served the elite of St. Louis society has been modernized and now serves the honored guests of the Historic Lamp Mansion Restaurants. Ooh, I want to go to these fucking restaurants. That sounds cool. It does. But spooky. I thought you were going to be like, but. And I was like, oh god, was it like a murder site or some shit? Um, now let's get more into the Oh my god, that wasn't a no. <laughs> and why many people think that the Lamp Mansion is haunted. I kind of forgot we were talking about haunted earlier. And I was just like, oh, what a, what a cool house episode we're doing. <laughs> just describing homes. <laughs> Um, the unfortunate events of the Lemp Empire is one of the greatest mysteries of St. Louis. 
I'm intrigued. I just want to do a little... Uh, Dramatic statement. <laughs> no, a little trigger warning. Oh, no, no. For suicide. Ooh. You know in haunted ones, that's the usual trigger warning, isn't it? Yeah. The first major demise is the Lemp dynasty occurred was when Frederick Lemp, William's favorite son and heir apparent to the brewery presidency, died under mysterious circumstances. Fuck. In 1901, he died at the age of 28, suddenly of supposed heart failure. He was poisoned. Basically. Guarantee it. Also, he had a favorite son. That's fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up. When I read that, I was like... It was one of the other sons that was like, I hate my brother. (laughs) I guess. Could have been. Three years later, in 1904, William J. Lemp shot himself in the head in the mansion... Um, apparently he was still hella grieving over the loss of his beloved, Frederick. Favorite son. Favorite son. Oh, he also killed himself in, like, the office. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I guess it'd be haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's more. There's more. His other son, William J. (laughs) No! Did he die, too? Shh. Okay, just tell me. (laughs) (laughs) William J. Lamp Jr., he had the same name, which really got confusing. Uh, he had the same name and he still wasn't the favorite? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I thought. That's fucked up. Um, he succeeded his father as the president of the company. Tragedy struck again as no. the brewery's for- fortunes continued to decline until Prohibition closed the plant permanently. Yikes. But also can't feel that bad for them. They're living in a fucking mansion with millions. <laughs> William Jr.'s sister, Elsa, who was considered the wealthiest heiress, is that you say? Heiress, yeah. In St. Louis, committed suicide in 1920. <gasps> oh my god! You just jumped! You made me think it was going to be the son, and then suddenly a daughter did? Jesus. <laughs> it's crazy all around. On June 28, 1922, the once magnificent lamp brewery, valued at $7 million and covered 10 city blocks, was sold to an auction at an auction to an international shoe company for $588,500. Yikes, that's quite the So it's like, literally like a fraction. Yeah, fuck. Although most of the company's assets were liquidated, the Lamps continued to have an almost morbid attachment for the family mansion. (laughs) Yeah, because all their family died there. Three people now, yeah? So far. Well, I don't think the sister died there, but it was just like okay. they had bad luck. Did you say she killed herself? Mm-hmm. Do, do, we, do we know why? Mm-mm. Sexism back then. They only wrote about the guys, why they did it. No, they really did. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I also want to note that William Jr. was um, like known as a huge womanizer. Oh, he was a slut. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I guess you could see. After presiding over the sale of the brewery, William J. Lamp Jr. shot himself in the same room <gasps> his father did just 18 years earlier. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So four of them now. Is there anyone left in this family? Yeah, there is. No, come on, man. William Jr.'s brother, Charles, continued to reside at the house after his brother's suicide. An extremely bitter man, Charles led a reclusive existence until he too died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So three of them. 
I'm not sure. Or the the sister killed herself too. She might have shot herself as well. Holy shit! The body was discovered by his brother Edwin. Oh my god, there's another brother. <laughs> what did Edwin do next? There's more kids. <laughs> so William J. Lemp's son, William Lemp the third, was only 42 years oh, old. Oh, he also had a kid. <laughs> I'm getting so good. I'm like all these yeah. William Lemp's. <laughs> Bro, I was like, what the fuck? There's too many. So the original one's grandson. Yes. Okay. So he was only 42 years old when he died of an apparent heart attack in 1943. Damn, dude. This was bad luck. It is. Their family line's fucking cursed. <laughs> in 1970, Edwin Lemp, the last known, um, died of natural causes at the age of 90. Oh, so he was the only kid left? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And he died so long after the other ones, too. Yeah. That's so weird. Wait, what happened to their mom? It doesn't really talk about her. Oh, sexism. But basically, <laughs> they, like, talk about her, like, as being, like, his trophy wife. Oh, okay. So she might have just, she like, pieced like, out once he died. Well, because I guess she was really pretty, and, like, I think she was, like, a model. Oh. They don't really, like, say much. Of course that's all they mention about her, is that she was hot. <laughs> and he still cheated. Oof. Oof. The Lemp Mansion was restored to its current state as a fine dinner, theater, restaurant, and bed and breakfast. Um, now we got a little side story. So supposedly William Jr. had an illegitimate kid that they kept locked up in the attic for its entire life. Oh, that's really fucked up. Um, yeah. Did we have a story like this before? I low-key might be thinking of Robert the Doll. I think you are. <laughs> Cause that's the only one I could think that was locked in the attic. Never mind. So not another kid. It was a doll. <laughs> it was a doll. A creepy doll. Although there's no official documentation that the boy existed, there have been many. There have been former workers of the mansion who verified that the boy did exist <gasps> and apparently was born with Down syndrome. Oh my god. Which was one of the reasons he was locked away. That's so fucked up. Yeah, legend has it his unfortunate soul continues to show his presence at the Lamp Mansion. Poor little baby. Um, basically, I read that uh, his brother Charles, after William Jr. killed himself, he mainly moved there to like maintain like the house and to like keep his nephew locked up. Yeah, (laughs) to well to keep like his nephew alive, but his nephew actually died, I think, shortly after he did. The boy in the attic. Yeah. Oh my God! How? Well, I guess it's not confirmed he even existed, so yeah, I'm sure so, it doesn't say how yeah, he died. Say. <laughs> That's so sad. Legend has it that his unfortunate soul continues to show his presence at the Lamp Mansion. I'm sorry for the background noise. Robert's eating Chex Mix. I'm sorry. Eat your fucking snack. Yeah. <laughs> I did that on accident. You're crumpling the bag even more. <laughs> <laughs> A nice carry on, Brandy. <laughs> Since they reopened it, staff members have reported several strange experiences. Apparitions appear and they quickly vanish. Voices and sounds come from nowhere. Glasses often lift off the bar, flying through the air by themselves. Oh, that one's not so casual. <laughs> I know. Like, I was you, like, could just, wow. you could just like think those ones away. Just like, glasses throwing themselves. <laughs> Doors are said to lock and unlock themselves. Creepy. I don't like that. Lights inexplicably turn off and on by themselves. Classic. 
Uh, the piano plays when no one is near. Oh no! Can you imagine like closing up a shift while working there, and just hearing a play, Dude, and you're like, "Oh, time to go!" Go! Oh, there's no one here, and I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> so there are three areas in the mansion said to have the most activity: the stairway, which is actually near where um, William and William Jr. killed themselves in the office. Fuck. The second is the attic, which was where the supposed illegitimate child of William Jr. lived and eventually died. And lastly was the basement, where Charles had killed his dog and then himself. Wait, he killed his dog first? Yes. What's the point of that? I don't know. Like, just leave your dog for someone else. Also, it's fucked, but so many of them, like, took their own lives that I'm... You're like Charles, and I'm like, God, which one was Charles? There's like seven of them, dude. No, there really was a bunch of them. Oh my God, that's so, so crazy. The Lemp Mansion offers ghost tours, night stays, restaurant dining, and even access a venue for weddings. Yeah, I one of the search results was for weddings, and it's a really pretty building. It it's really, pretty sick. It's pretty pretty. Pretty pretty. Pretty pretty, dude. It's pretty pretty. pretty the, I saw a little bit of a spoiler when I was searching for the pool. Oof. I kept seeing like suicide hall or something like that and i was like i think i know where brandy's story is going yes it was literally a bunch of suicide holy shit that is so crazy that family is cursed it must be i see no other options here also this cave is so pretty looking the water caves i want to go swimming about the caves we should do a cave episode also this picture scares me just a little creepy i'm just looking at pictures of caves i'm sorry everyone all right so the winchester house often called the winchester mystery house is a haunted mansion located in san jose california oh shit yeah it's local ish and that's in california (laughs) so it's used as a tourist attraction now but it used to be the home of a woman named sarah winchester so sarah winchester was born in 1839 in connecticut she was a smart young woman and could speak four different languages, which is humble brag. In her early 20s, she married a man named William Wirt Winchester, who was the only son of Oliver Winchester, the founder of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. So have you ever heard of a windshield, Winchester rifle? Hmm. Well, never mind then. I have. I've heard of Sam and Dean Winchester. You know, same difference. <laughs> <laughs> so he created them. He was their dad. <laughs> so... John? John? Isn't that his name? I believe so, yeah. John and Mary or some shit. Yeah, John and Mary. Aren't those biblical names? Virgin Mary and her husband John or some shit? I don't know. Those can't have been their real names. Yeah, I don't... We'll take out all the Bible talk. We don't know what we're talking about here, clearly. (laughs) So, the Winchester rifle was known as the gun that won the West. I don't really know what that means, but... It was used by some famous Wild West legends like Buffalo Bill Cody and Annie Oakley and even President Theodore Roosevelt. So, as you can tell, he rich, rich. But yeah, her father-in-law owned that shit. So, Sarah and William went on to have one daughter in 1866 that they named Annie. Unfortunately, Annie died just six weeks later of marasmus. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, This is basically a form of malnutrition. They were devastated at the loss of their baby and never had any more children. So, in 1980, Sarah's father-in-law, Oliver, died, followed only a few months later by Sarah's husband, William, from TB. 
After their death, Sarah received an inheritance of $20 million, which today is equivalent to nearly $530 million. That's why I was saying money back then is money money now. Holy shit. Yeah, as well as that, she got a 50% holding in the Winchester Arms Company. So just like that, she became one of the richest women in the entire world. So I also said 1980 earlier. I meant uh, 1880. She was not alive in 1980. (laughs) So it's not exactly sure why Sarah decided to move to San Jose and begin construction of the Winchester Mystery House. According to one popular legend, shortly after her husband's death, she went to see a medium. It was this person who told her that the family was cursed by the vengeful ghosts of people killed by Winchester rifles, and she needed to go west and build a home for the spirits to appease them. According to this story, the medium also warned Sarah that the destruction... (laughs) <laughs> the construction, not destruction, <laughs> must can keep going. And if she stopped building, she'd die. The hesitation, I was like, she did die. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I've also heard that she was instructed to build a house that would confuse the ghost and that she just left and started building to distract herself from her grief. I kind of feel like it could be any of these things. I mean, no matter what it was, even if it was ghosts, it was probably at least a little bit because of her grief she just mm-hmm. lost two people she was really close with and she lost a baby like not that long ago yeah, yeah. it's rough it's really rough know, like a brand new start mm-hmm. and she just got hella money so why not bro just became like the richest person in the world so yeah. might as well so in 1886 sarah bought an eight-room farmhouse in san jose on a 40-acre plot of land and began to build she had a construction crew whose hours she split so someone would always be working day and night seven days a week every day a year She had workers use redwood to build the home, but didn't actually like how redwood looked, so they painted over it. The house is so big that it's estimated that about 20,500 gallons of paint were used to paint the house. Damn. Which is a lot. I cannot imagine because it's too big of a number, but I know it's a lot. Yeah, that's a shit ton. So Sarah was the sole architect of the home, and just to be clear, she had no experience in architecture. There's also no master building plan for the home. Maybe it was her lack of experience, or maybe it really was to appease her confused ghost, because this house is a straight-up fucking maze. So some people, of course, also just say that she was crazy, but I don't think she was, and neither does the historian I read about, who said that imagining the continuous renovations reminded Sarah of the good times when she and her husband built their home together. Which is, uh, very depressing. (laughs) So Sarah had been consistently building the house upwards until the great 1906 San Francisco earthquake. The earthquake caused three of the home's seven stories to cave in. Sarah was thankfully safe during this natural disaster, but the door to the room she was in actually got stuck and she had to be dug out by her construction crew. Uh, I mean, I read one that said she had to be dug out and another one said that they had to use a crowbar to open it. I watched a video and you could see like an indent from the crowbar on it. The destroyed floors and rooms were not rebuilt, just cordoned off instead, and Sarah instructed her crew to start building the home outwards instead of upwards, because I think that really fucking scared her. So the house is Queen Anne style and fucking massive. So according to the Winchester House website, the home is 24,000 square feet, it has 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, at least 160 rooms, 52 skylights, 47 stairways, 47 fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, two basement levels, three elevators, and six kitchens. Notably, it only has one shower. (laughs) I told you I'd mention the shower. 
So I guess showers weren't too common back then, but this shower was actually custom made to better suit Sarah because she was only 4'10". I thought that part was, like, kind of cool, because I guess, like, as trend back then, Sarah wore all of her hair, like, piled on top of her head. So her shower, like, kind of, like, went straight out instead of overhead, and it started, like, at her shoulders downwards, because it was just custom-made. So if you're over 4'10", like, you actually can't really shower in there. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, let me find a picture of the shower. Look. And there's just, like, little holes that are down here oh to spray God, her body. <laughs> yeah, she was really tiny too. Um, oh, and I wanted to show you, this is how fucking huge the house is. Oh I didn't know, because I've only seen pictures of like the front. I didn't know, it's like massive, you guys. Like it's really it sprawled really out. Huge. And I love how it like looks on the outside. It reminds me of like a little fairy book house. Fairy book, fairy tale story <laughs> book. <laughs> It's a, it's a really cute looking house. I like the Queen Anne style. I would like a small Queen Anne home. So according to some stories, Sarah actually slept in a different room every night to get away from the ghost. I don't know if that's true because I do refer to one room later that they specifically call Sarah's room. So maybe, maybe not. The home has trap doors, secret passageways, skylights in the floor, stairs that lead to the ceiling, doors that open and blank walls, and one door on an upper floor that literally just leads to a drop in the yard below. And they have like a little plaque on the outside that says door to nowhere. And you can just see the door. That's funny. So there were even windows inside that only gave a view to other rooms inside of the home. It's a weird ass house. Like I'll show you the inside of the house. I just, it's better to just see pictures. Oh my God, I sound like Lee in our first episode. But look, <laughs> this is one of the rooms. It, they're honestly so pretty. And everything in it is like mostly wood, but here's one of the staircases that they just have like a mirror randomly and stuff and like a door in the middle of the house. And there's doors that just open up to like, like I said, just like blank walls. But yeah, it's, none of these pictures are even the really confusing ones. <sighs> Lame. Oh, here's the staircase that leads to the ceiling. <laughs> just for no reason at all. It's. It's actually a really cool house. I, like, really want to go there. <laughs> anyway, though. So, the number 13 was significant to Sarah, and this was reflected in the home. It has plenty of 13-paned windows and ceilings and a 13-step staircase. The 13th bathroom built even had 13 windows in it. No one knows why she used this number so commonly, but supposedly even in her will, it was separated into 13 parts, which she then signed 13 times. Wow. I guess it was just, like, her fucking lucky number. There were 13 circles in this really pretty spiderweb stained glass pane she had as well. This and quite a few other glass panes are kept in a room and they were actually never installed. And I'm going to show you a picture of the room in a second. So let me pull that up. So this is the spiderweb. Oh wow. I don't think it's like super even spiderweb even. I thought it was just like a pretty pattern. But yeah, it has 13 little circles on it. And as you can see, she has the room just filled with like glass panels and stuff. They're, uh, they're really pretty. She really had great style, I gotta say, Sarah. I appreciate it. <laughs> she also had a custom window that was made, so when the sunlight hit the crystals in it, a rainbow would cast across the room. Gay. It is a little gay. Um, but this window was installed in an interior wall with no sunlight exposure, so the effect was useless. Well. She paid all that money, and she's like, mm, 
I don't really need the rainbow. Not gay. So also in the home was a seance room. Every night Sarah went into this room alone after ringing a bell supposedly to summon the spirits or maybe try to talk to her husband. And then two hours later at 2 a.m. she would ring it again to send them on their way. It's rumored while, that in, while in the room she would communicate with the ghost and they would tell her what to build in the home next. This obviously only makes sense if she was trying to appease them, not confuse them. Once Harry Houdini, yes, the famous magician, which I thought this was fucking random, he actually held a seance in this room. So Harry Houdini didn't believe in ghosts or mediums, but after this experience, he had nothing bad to say, which I guess is kind of like saying maybe there was ghosts because he didn't talk shit. And um, that's just what I'm going to choose to believe from the story. <laughs> random fun fact. This house actually served as inspiration for Disney's The Haunted Mansion. Ooh. Ooh, I miss Disneyland. Me too. So the construction on the house reportedly went on for 38 years nonstop until Sarah died of heart failure while sleeping in her room on September 5th, 1922. It's not confirmed, but there are stories that as soon as the workers caught word that she passed away, they immediately stopped construction. Like some of them might have left so quickly that they there was even like nails that were only half hammered into walls. What they the just hell? dropped it and they were like I don't work here anymore. This is none of my business. <laughs> That's wild. So after her death, Sarah's belongings were inherited by her niece, who took what she wanted and sold the rest in an auction. So some people say that it took six trucks working eight hours a day for six weeks to remove all the furniture from the home. But some don't believe this, including her biographer. And I'm like, if this happened, who put all the furniture in the house that's there right now? So I don't know. I don't really know what I think about that. Hmm. There was no mention of the home in her will, and appraisers deemed it basically worthless because of the earthquake damage and impractical design. Which, to me, I'm like, this is the coolest fucking that's house awesome. ever. I think it was sold only for, like, less than $200,000. Damn. It's barely anything. So it was leased for 10 years and eventually bought by a couple named John and Mame Brown. I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's M-A-Y-M-E. Mame? Mame. I don't know. So, just five months after Sarah's death, the Winchester house was open to the public, offering tour guides of this amazing mansion. This house is so fucking massive and confusing that not all of the rooms were open at once. I read an article from 2016 right after they opened up another room for the first time, and it was a boarded up attic room with a pump organ, a Victorian couch, paintings, and a sewing machine inside. So it's rumored that this is actually the room Sarah was stuck in during the earthquake and she may have thought that evil spirits were responsible for the quake, so she wanted to trap them in there. Hmm. Does it sound like something ringing for a second? Yeah. Okay, I'm like, am I insane? If you hear background noises, it's Robert not being respectful. So anyway. <laughs> the house earned its status as a landmark on August 7th, 1974. So now, let's move on to more ghosties, which many tour guides and guests of the home I've seen or felt the presence of. It's thought that some of Sarah's servants may have stayed on even after their deaths. Footsteps can be heard shuffling to and from her room. There's also a strange ghost with black hair who has been seen by a lot of people in the basement pushing a wheelbarrow around. One of the hotspots for paranormal activity in the house is the third floor where the servants used to live. It's up here that tour guides have said that they can hear footsteps where no one is walking, sometimes even following them. And some of them have also heard disembodied voices whispering their names. In the home is a hall of fires, which is named so because it's literally filled with fireplaces. Like, this house is cool. Also, notably, I think I said that there's 47 fireplaces, but there's only, like, 13 chimneys, which means that most of these fireplaces just didn't <laughs> just, work, I guess. Just for show? <laughs> yeah. 
So supposedly one day before opening for tours, a man was working on a ladder. He felt a tap on his shoulder and turned around, but nobody was there. He thought nothing of it and went back to work. Suddenly, he felt what he thought was a hand pressing against his back. He looked again and again saw nobody there. Obviously, he fucking booked it out of there, and I cannot blame him. But some people think that this was another one of the workers who was like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm just bugging him. (laughs) So, an employee was taking pictures of the mansion in late autumn of 2015. They were going through and deleting some of them when one caught their eye. In one of the windows, there was like, what I can only describe as a weird white thing. They think it may have been a reflection of a cloud because it was like an overcast day. But to me, and this sounds cheesy as fuck, it low-key looks like a classic ghost costume where someone's wearing a sheet over themselves. But like, it's up and you can't see the lower half of the body under there. So I'm going to show it to you, Brandy, and I will probably upload this one to Instagram. But look at it. Oh, what the hell? Right, that doesn't look like a reflection of a cloud. No, it doesn't. It reminds me of like a sheet. I showed Robert and he said it looks like a curtain, but I'm like, that doesn't look like a curtain to me. I mean, I could see why he thinks that, but no. Yeah, I think it looks like, like I said, just like a sheet. Mm -hmm. Like someone has a sheet over their head, but this person is extremely tall and they don't have a lower half of their body. (laughs) It's just weird. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. So there have been similar incidents to this where people say they can see shadow figures in windows, walking around corners, and down hallways. Once while in the newly opened room I mentioned before, a tour guide was explaining to a group the room's history when she heard a loud sigh from in the hallway. She went to go get the tourist who was slacking, but didn't find anyone there. Instead, she saw a ghost. She said it was small and gliding around the corner. She tried to follow it, but couldn't find it again, although she could again hear another disembodied sigh. And I think some people believe that that might have been Sarah, because this was a room that, to be fair, she blocked off because she thought there was evil spirits in it. And they just open it up and they're like, everyone come in. (laughs) She's just sighing and she's like, you guys fucking suck. On Halloween night, 1975, a psychic and a medium were there holding a seance. One of them appeared to be in a trance and said she felt Sarah Winchester's overpowering spirit. According to the two, this woman aged for a moment. Her hair actually turned gray and her face was covered in wrinkles before going back to normal. Yeah, fuck no. So, an employee named Danny went to work one morning and said he could hear footsteps walking above him in a tower. So, he began to walk up to tell whoever was in there that that area was off limits. Weirdly, the footsteps seemed to always stay one floor above and one step ahead of him. His search ended with him on the roof alone. The person causing the footsteps was nowhere to be found. I watched a surveillance video from outside the mansion at night, and it looks like a small red and white dot suddenly appear from a balcony, move horizontally, and then suddenly go back where they came from and disappear. Maybe it was orbs, maybe it was like the reflection of someone's car. I'm not the expert here, but I'm gonna show you anyway, Brandy. Showing you quite a few stuff today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. And it's this balcony right here. I was looking so hard because I thought it would be subtle, and it is not that subtle. What the hell? It's weird, right? Yes. That doesn't look like the reflection because it doesn't even look like there's glass there. No. I feel like the reflection would be down low. Exactly. That's weird. Yeah. So they just go off to one side, hang out for a little bit, go back, and then just disappear. (laughs) it's so weird that's scary it's like a little pair of ghost friends just walking around enjoying the beautiful night 
Uh, speaking of orbs, they have been seen in the mansion fairly often. Once in Sarah's bedroom, a group of paranormal investigators claimed to see a red ball of light that would that seemed to explode and then fade away. A psychic in the same group also saw a couple dressed in servants' clothing standing in the corner of the room. That's a big nope for me personally. <laughs> Some of the little casual hauntings that everyone has included lights turning off by themselves, hearing voices, breathing in footsteps, hair being pulled, alarms going off for no reason. This one's kind of weird. Nails were being removed and would fall to the floor by themselves. Another weird one is that the smell of uh, soup seemed to be like getting, like coming from the kitchen and stuff, even though the kitchen was unused. I watched a video on YouTube of this person who was getting like a private nighttime tour and his guide was telling a story of how once she was in the middle of giving a tour when she said she could feel something tugging at her skirt, but of course no one was there. She said it almost felt like a little kid who was trying to get her attention, but she just tried to ignore and continue on like nothing happened. Cause she was like, what the fuck? That's not cool. So in Sarah's bedroom, people have heard the sound of organ music playing and felt cold spots. Some have even seen apparitions of Sarah herself. I read about a tour guide who was getting creeped out because while leading a tour, a door kept opening and closing on its own. They knew it was impossible for it to be caused by a fan as it was going in a different direction, and nobody was on the other side because the cleaners weren't due to clean it that day. There was no breeze in the room, and it was actually on the other side of the room that Sarah died in. So maybe it was just Sarah fucking with them past <laughs> death. So the house is currently open for tours, and on Halloween and I believe Friday the 13th, they do special nighttime flashlight tours, which sound like the coolest fucking thing ever. So I'm thinking, we start a Patreon, right? We started right now. We can get there by Halloween. This episode is not going to come out until November. Halloween 2021. You guys are sending us to San Jose. Uh, and actually, a good change because of COVID is that the tours are now self-guided. So even oh, creepier. Geez. I would be really scared of getting like lost in here, though, because this house is crazy. They probably give you a map. I, I mean, I hope that they do something. Oh, and after it was like after she like died because originally the 13 toilets in the house had to work obviously because she had all these workers but after she died only one works and it was hers and hers has a window looking at her toilet from whenever she got older so her nurse could check in on her i guess i thought it was kind of funny too (laughs) yeah that's the story of the winchester house so me and robert like i think i mentioned a couple weeks ago we're going to go on a road trip and originally we were going to go through san jose but now we're not anymore and this motherfucker was like, oh, I don't want to go to that house. And I was like, so you're telling me I'm going to go to San Jose and not see the fucking mystery house. We broke up. We're still living together, but um, it's done. Like, <laughs> that was it. That was the final straw. <laughs> Dude. I really want to go here, you guys. But yeah. So thank you guys for listening. If you want to email us, it's talesforroundpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us any episode ideas or any of your own personal stories if you want us to share. Our website is talesfromyoundpodcast.com. Our Instagram is spooky. Nope, that's not true. Our Instagram is talesfromyoundpodcast. Our Twitter is spooky underscore beyond. So feel free to follow us on any of those. I'm going to be posting some pictures of the mansions we just talked about. And thank you guys for listening. Goodbye. Bye.